tonight as we go to sleep, let's think together about Jesus as the Messiah. We'll read Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. It says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now you might think, genealogy, that's boring. Well, I thought you were trying to fall asleep, aren't you? This is perfect. Now, how would you explain Jesus to someone who has never heard of him before? You might explain that he was a very good man or a good teacher, a revolutionary leader. You might explain that he is the Savior, the Lord, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You might use the phrase, he is my personal Lord and Savior. That's a phrase that you hear a lot in the church world. This passage is meant to establish Jesus as the Jewish Messiah. All through the Old Testament, there are promises and foreshadowings that a savior king was going to come one day and rule over God's people with perfect wisdom and power and might and justice. And Matthew starts with a genealogy, starts his gospel with a genealogy in order to show that Jesus's lineage makes him a legitimate candidate to be this Messiah, this promised Savior King who would rule over God's people. It says that this is the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and it names two people, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, it's going to work out a lot more of this lineage in the verses that follow, but this is sufficient for us tonight. The son of David. Take a minute in your mind and Think about David. Pull up the mental Wikipedia article you might have from Sunday school and your own personal Bible study and sermons. What do you know about David? Okay, good. You know some stuff about David. How about Abraham? That's what it says. Jesus Christ was the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, not directly, but these were men way back in his lineage. So what do you know about Abraham? Very good. Some memories are coming back, things you know about these two men. Much could be said about them both. The Bible talks a good deal about them in the history books. But for now, just know that God made covenants with these two men. And part of these covenants pointed forward to this coming Savior King. It's called the Messiah. 
this coming Savior King who would rule over God's people one day. Now this idea of the Jewish Messiah is difficult for modern Christians to connect with, especially modern American Christians like me. I know not, you may not be in America, but you might still share some of my sensibilities. It's a lot easier to connect with Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, which is true. That is not a false way to think about Jesus, but it's not, it's not a fully well-rounded biblical way to think about Jesus. And tonight, where you are, God sovereignly scheduled this all for you to listen to this verse tonight because he wants to remind you that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. He is this long-awaited Savior King who would rule over God's people. Now, as one of God's people, assuming you're a Christian, if you have repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus as your Savior and committed your life to following Jesus as your Lord, you have been granted citizenship in this kingdom under the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It is the kingdom of all kingdoms, made up of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. It is the movement of all movements. And, and you are part of a people with a rich history and lineage behind you, and you have a glorious future ahead of you along with all of God's people. In other words, you are a part of something much, much bigger than yourself. Often modern American Christians, anyway, have this tiny view of who Jesus is, and ultimately, it's all about me. He's my personal Lord and Savior. Maybe he's also your personal Lord and Savior, but that's independent of who he is to me. And the Bible just has a much broader, much more glorious perception of who Jesus is. And this is a major part of it. So think about that for a minute. What difference would it make in your life if you thought of Jesus more as the long-awaited Savior King of God's people, balancing out and maybe thinking of him less in terms of your personal Lord and Savior? Uh, he is your personal Lord and Savior. I don't mean to erase that. I just mean balance that out with more of the full scope of how the Bible talks about him. What difference would that make if you started to see him that way more as the Savior King ruling over God's people? Let me ask you a couple of questions to help you think about that first question. Let me put it a little bit of a different way. Do you tend to relate to Jesus as if you are in charge or as if he is in charge? Here's another question to consider. Do you tend to expect Jesus to respond to you, or do you focus more on responding to him?
Here's one last question. Do you see Jesus as a small part of your story or do you see yourself as a small part of his story? This could be revolutionary for you to further develop your perception of who Jesus is. To start to see him as this glorious, royal, savior, king who was prophesied generations and generations before he was born. That God's people waited for for generations and finally came and behold you and I get to be a part of this kingdom it might help you to relate to him as though he is in charge because he is in charge and to focus more on responding to him through the Bible rather than expecting him to fulfill all of your dreams and your prayers and to start to see yourself in the proper perspective. It's not that Jesus is a small part of your story along with many other influences. If you are a Christian, the truth is you are a small part of Jesus's story the Bible is about Jesus. All of human history is about Jesus. I like to tell our youth group all the time that God is the main character of your story. You think you are the main character of your story, and that's why often your story doesn't make sense to you, because you've been following the wrong character. Actually, God is the main character of your story, and life starts to make sense when you view it that way. And more precisely, God as incarnated in Jesus Christ is the main character of your story. God is determined to glorify Jesus as this Savior King, and then Jesus is determined to glorify God the Father through His reign and rule. It's just much bigger than we sometimes think. So I'll ask the first question again. What difference will it make for you tomorrow now that God has reminded you that Jesus is the long-awaited Savior King of God's people. As you're thinking about this, I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for this dear person listening right now. Would you please bless them with a good, peaceful night of sleep tonight? And as they sleep, would you just give them a vision, not in a mystical sense, but in the biblical sense, a vision of Jesus Christ as the long-awaited Savior King of your people, the Messiah. Or may they be in all of his glory and majesty and who he is as the king, the Messiah. Let it reshape the way they view themselves, the way they view reality, the way they view the people around them, and the way they approach their day tomorrow. And please bless them with good, good rest tonight in preparation for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a new day. We pray that you would bless 
this individual with strength and clarity of mind and the ability to live for the glory of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.